Hello, and welcome once again to the usually serviceable, hopelessly miscast podcast here at GCT with our normal panelists and friends, Brian. Good day. May I have a spot of tea, please? Yeah, we decided to go classy with the music. Uh, And Christina. Hello. She doesn't want a spot of tea, just a cucumber sandwich to go with that. So. Tea and crumpets, isn't that the usual dish? Please. So Let's watch cricket. <laughs> right. I can see why cricket isn't caught on the states. <clears throat> so, uh, if you don't know who we are, uh, I'm just random person here at GCT who hangs out until Brian decides he's finished with me and throws me out. Uh, Brian is the our executive director here at GCT, and Christina is our education director here at GCT. So, welcome once again to our Sort of weekly, sort of twice a week type podcast. We just enjoy doing it, even if nobody's listening. We don't care. <clears throat> yes, correct. Because this is fun for us, and it's all about us, right? Yes. So, what we start each show with is we like to, I'll say, dissect uh, a classic show each week. We open it up and see the guts. Um, and given that this is our, Brian gets to choose odd-numbered show, choices and this is our third show uh, Brian has selected a show very near and dear to both of these guys which is First Date <laughs> oh it's not necessarily <laughs> near and dear to one, <laughs> one of our former stars of First Date apparently um, but since Brian was the director last time we did it here at GCT I'll actually let him give kind of give an overview of the show from his perspective uh, sure um my first trip to New York City on um, Broadway, this was the second show we saw, um, my wife and I, uh, the first being Once. Um, I don't know if a lot of our listeners, um, our listener has been to Broadway, so <laughs> listener, if you've not been to Broadway. Um, Three of the four of those are us. <laughs> uh, upon going into a theater on Broadway and watching a production. In general, those shows are shows that we could never stage here due to the size and uh, intricacies of the show. But this show immediately struck me as a show that we could absolutely do here at GCT, and we did do at GCT, and I think we did quite well in spite of its uh, direction uh, that was... uh, (laughs) Don't talk about Rachel like that. I know. One of the directors was (laughs) trash, but... um, you know, this this show, you know, so often I think people think plays and musicals, you know, what's the message? What What's the point that's kind of trying to get across um, to some extent? And I mean, okay, there's no point to Cats. But, um, you know, like Hamilton, you know, that, that's a big one with a big message. Or like a show we did last season, Next to Normal. Um, you know, it's shows that, you know, are important and we should do important shows. First Date is absolutely not that show. And that's great, and that's wonderful, and that's why I love it so you much. You left Violet out. I did leave Violet out. Um, why, why would you besmirch the good name of Violet? Well, because when I saw Violet, I couldn't understand any of it. So, because the, the, they didn't, it wasn't mined. So I had no idea what was being said. Um, I was told after the show the girl was hit in the face with the axe. I was like, oh, that's not yeah, bad. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. You, uh, just didn't you didn't do it on it. stage. No, you, so. you didn't get to see it, but I'm telling you. I was, what is that this, was, a Greek play? This off-stage violence? Let me see the axe. 
Let me see the girl get hit. I can go find the axe. Probably in the attic somewhere. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. As usual. This isn't a deep dive on Violet now, is it? No, it is now. First date. Um, so anyways, it's, it's a great show. It's 90 minutes, which is, you know, I, I love a good 90-minute show. It's a good thing. You know, it was the first time the three of us were ever in a room together was the uh, midnight showing. Uh, so that was, uh, you know, the moment that we were all, little did we know, we'd be destined to be sitting here doing podcasts. Yeah. Um, I'm very fond of September 2020, talking about first date. Um, I wanted to go see the show. Um it was at TKTS, and we were cheap, so we saw everything we saw was through TKTS. And I heard that Zachary Levi was lead, and I love Zachary Levi from Chuck. I love the show Chuck. And so I talked my wife into allowing me to get tickets to this. And so we saw it and loved it. Loved it so much that we brought to GCT, uh, cast some mostly talented people in the show, uh, with a few exceptions. Yep. Um, I would have said half, but yeah, you know, that's just me. I did my best. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Overall, the show was uh, quite successful for us. I mean, it was basically a sellout from opening night to closing night. So, I I think it's a great show. Um, I think no one else in town should ever do it except us. <laughs> So don't get any ideas. Anymore. Don't even if think you ask about the it. other, the, your fellow co-director, I think we'd do it every season. Yes, Aww. that's correct. We would so, absolutely do it every season. Since I, I got it, it may verbally accosted soon. It may come back soon. Not next year. Not season fifty, because season fifty is pretty full. But who knows? I mean, she did verbally accost me for for well, suggesting that we would do everyone, it but, yeah. in the next season or two. The noise. Yeah. So anyway. Okay. So <clears throat> great. So what do you guys think? And uh, I'll say there's probably a little bit of bias. What's the best character in the show? Christina, what's the best character? Okay. Based on the way it's written, I th- okay. I have this. This actually brings me to my one beef with this show. <laughs> And the way that it is written. Awesome. So bring it. Let me combine. I'm going to do a sweet combination on this. Um, the show is so delightful, and I don't want anyone to think that I don't love it. I really do. However, it is also a show that is really, really clearly uh, male perspective-centric. And consequently, I think the most fleshed-out and lovable character of the show is... Zachary Levi's character and they kind of did a disservice writing the female lead of this show um she's kind of unlikable at times it's an obstacle to work around and I kind of think that it just is a little bit of a disservice to her it's really funny because as I was thinking about this earlier you know that a a man wrote first date the musical because like the idea of going on a first date and the like hijinks of how it goes wrong is that musical. And if like a lady wrote First Date the Musical and it was about how a first date goes wrong, it's a horror, <laughs> like a horror well, musical. <laughs> having having uh, friends of mine, females who have gotten into the, uh, I know First Date wasn't necessarily about online dating, 
Yeah. But having female friends that I know who have gone through online dating and that hell, uh, the show would probably last about eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like based geez. on some of the dates they've described. Truly. So it'd be it would be called a lot of first dates. Yeah. It's <laughs> really probably funny. What it'd be called. They do they really do a lovely job writing some of the like minor characters, like the gay BFF is so hilarious. It's just such a delightful little cameo. The waiter is so lovely, but they really kind of unless he's do, flipping off audience. Do uh, oh, bless him, let him be. Um, they do. They do kind of did a crappy job writing Casey, which is my one one beef with the show. So I feel like they just had a really clear male perspective, and maybe not as much of um, what it's like to be a lady dating, but. That makes Meh. sense. My two cents. What about you, Brian? Best character, worst character? Um, best character is clearly Reggie. Mm. Clearly. Um, because he's just fun. Um, I would say the worst character. Hmm. When uh, probably the Protestant father in the in the song. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's. I forgot about him. Good he's answer. Very judgy. Um, and uh, kind of going to Christina's point, it's. I mean, this this show's already been a, a, a adapted by other people. I believe there was uh, a very similar music video set similar to this at Avenue Coffee a few years ago. Uh, yeah. A two young two young people got together and I've heard of that and uh, you know they, they didn't want to go on a first date they were scared did the date end the same way as first date ends um I would say that date ended better than first date well did. we assume it ended better by what we see at the end yeah that tripod we don't know what that tripod well and I mean albeit the that porch, there was so. a tripod on the porch yeah it could have been a very short visit with the tripod. It could Let's have put it that way. Yeah. Which, if that had been written from a female or male perspective, is probably a very different show, too. Yeah, probably so. Probably oh, boy. So. <laughs> yeah. I, do, I do have a question. Hey, he brought it up this time. Paul, I didn't bring it up. <laughs> Paul, my circular logic, you know, but Paul did bring something up. What do you think, as, as the person that played Casey in the show, what happened at the end after the curtain closed with those two? What do you think? Unanswerable questions, but go I ahead. I think they went on more dates. Do you think it worked out? I hope it worked out. Become like a relationship? Think, I like to think it worked out. How long did it take before she dumps him? Hmm. I hope she Weeks or months? I hope she didn't. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I gave it seven weeks. That was my mm. over-under from Vegas. Interesting. Mm. So it sounds like you're taking the over. Yeah. I took a slight under. On seven they, weeks. they divorced after three kids. But, you know. Well, there's that. There could be that too. Yeah. And then they get to have another first date with yeah. other people. Except they've not dated for like 10, 15 years and they're really, really out of it because now there's so many more dating apps and... Well, I mean, <laughs> the people if, are even more desperate than they were. When if they you guys want to write a sequel called Love Always Dies, <laughs> we, instead of Love Never Dies, we, we can totally take Lloyd Webber to task. Mm -hmm. Where would that, where would second, where would a first date after divorce be set? 
Who? Uh, Longhorn Steakhouse. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> you just lost your rewards card at Longhorn, I'm guessing. Oh, God. Not that they're a sponsor or anything. I need to see this sequel fleshed out. <laughs> well, but where would you set the sequel? Mm. So characters have married... They've got 2.3 kids, and now they're divorced. Well, they clearly couldn't be in New York anymore because it's too expensive. Yeah, yeah they've had to move out to the boat <laughs> by this point, so they're probably in, like, Jersey, right? Yeah, they'd be in Jersey. And Jersey, so I, yeah. I mean, seriously, Longhorn Steakhouse in Jersey. I mean, that's... Macaroni Grill. Oh, well, Macaroni Grill. Yeah. yeah, there's that. Cheesecake Factory, perhaps. <laughs> the Cheesecake Factory. Applebee's? Sure. What about Applebee's? Did we sink uh, that low? I hope no. Not. Buffalo Wild Wings? It, as bad as it got between... I mean, these two people were way too classy for... <laughs> I think I most Maybe people not. are too classy, but I won't say everybody. <laughs> I will admit that I used to think like the pinnacle of food was Outback Steakhouse. So. Oh my God, yes. Well, that was a fancy date. You better not you to ever to talk Outback. to Carson and Roland. Yeah, they, that's one of the pinnacles of their eating experience. Well, okay. granted, they their granted, menu I was closer to their age then too. So as you, well, that's older, true. You learn. So yeah. yeah. So okay, favorite part of the show. The pickle. The pickle. The pickle. The pickle. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Good answer. I love pickles. The pickle. Yeah. Yeah. The gherkin. Yeah. I love pickles. Yeah. What about you, Brian? Uh, oh, the pickle is so good. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> she never will laugh as hard as us trying to rehearse through that pickle. She never. That was a very fun rehearsal process. It was so hard. Um... Well, it says you'll get to rehearse it again. Yeah, at some point. So excited! I hope everyone can come back. Um, I really, I really enjoy when the two rockers assault—not assault, not assault Casey, Whoa. But when they <laughs> yeah. surround Casey oh, and what show is that? And talk about how she really likes bad boys. That's, that's yeah, that my number's favorite, lovely. My favorite little bit in the show. Okay, what's your least favorite part of the show, or the worst part of the show? It can maybe not be your least favorite, but it's the worst part of the show. I don't have one. Is there a worst? Uh, I, I, the worst part of the show is that it has to end. Yeah. Yeah. It's, just, uh, it's so lovely. Okay. Yeah. Great answer. I well, worst, I will say, uh, okay, wait, because we didn't do it because it was so bad. There's a number that we cut from the show called uh, uh, OK Google or something. It's a, it's a terrible, terrible <gasps> That's number. Right. Um, but we were like, yeah, that's so bad. We're just not going to work. That would classify. Oh, okay. I forgot about that number. Yeah. Uh, I certainly That's have the worst zero part. understanding. Oh, the World Wide Web is Forever is the actual name yes. of the show. Yes. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, that's. Yeah. In the theme of Love Never Dies, the World Wide Web lives forever. Whatever. You just said that is. So, who wins the show? Every, Casey and everybody. Aaron. They both win. Everybody. It can't be everybody. Well, Come on. No, because, yeah, the waiter and Reggie end up. Yeah, they win. Together. Nicole didn't I think win, that, specifically. I think the waiter and Reggie last longer than Casey and what's his name? Oh, no. Reggie's too, too. No, no, no. He's, no. There's no way. After seeing the way that waiter behaves, yeah, the market is slim pickings, so he's got to hang on. I think that lasts longer. Uh, That's my opinion. Uh, Reggie's so dramatic. I just... Hey, there's there's one there's always one right there's right one. somebody's always more dramatic than the other right 
It feels like you're trying to get us to say something, but I don't know what you're trying to get us to say. Yeah. What do you uh, yes, want I'm from me? You. Come on. What? What do you want? Nothing. What are you Let's trying to get? Let's move on. Nothing. Yes. Nothing. Okay. So, uh, basically, we uh, Brian picked a show that we pretty much like. So, uh, kind of going against the uh, the grain there a bit since we. We've had some issues with the first two week shows. Yeah, don't worry. We'll start dumping on shows again soon. Yeah. He originally had one pick that we were, I mean, it was a, the badness of it was a target rich environment. Let's just say that. So I'm sure we'll come back around to that at some point. But I'm, Christina will have a doozy for us for show number four. So, oh, yeah. Um, we'll leave you hanging on that one. So some topics this week to discuss, moving on from first date. Uh, Last week, our last podcast, we talked about what are some of the best and worst plays you've ever seen. <clears throat> I think a more, with a wider array to choose from, what are some of the best and worst musicals you've ever seen? I mean, there's always a worst list. And Cats, we already know that's, <clears throat> you know, gonna, there's 50 feet more... of crap, and then below that is Cats. Yeah, I've never made myself watch Cats live. I don't yeah. intend to. I live, taped, whatever. Mm. I don't want to see it again. Nope. So what? Other than Cats, what are what are some of the best or worst musicals? Go go go, Joseph! <laughs> it is the worst. So Joseph is bad. It's the worst. It's the worst. What about you, Brian? What's the Fan- worst? Phantom of the Country Opera is the worst thing I've actually <laughs> seen. Well, on you just video. You did yourself in. Now you can't joke with her that we're going to produce it here. Oh, I can yeah. still joke with her. I can use it as a threat. And that's the day I go. <laughs> yes. So that's dust the day we're hit the old dust going to indeed.com and posting the job again. We, <laughs> we go, uh, I mean, that show, again, the little bit that I was able to stomach getting through. The show begins with like an opera company. And then we, and I don't know, one of the star leaves to go somewhere. I don't know. And then like we go from opera and then the next number is a line dance number and that's just whoa that is quite a leap right so so we had a little pause there because somebody came in the back door um so what i was going to ask these guys is okay along the lines of best and worst let's say what is again aside from cats i can't say that again uh, or Starlight Express, because you've already expressed your disdain for that show. and Or Joseph. What's a widely regarded musical that people think is great that you're like, uh-uh, no, it sucks. Ooh. Or one that was on Broadway, or was Tony Tony Award nominated, or something like that, that you watch and you go, I'm not seeing it. Or, yuck. Hmm. It's probably not well known enough, but... Um... I saw a show on Broadway called Allegiance that had George Takai in it. Oh, and oh Mr. Sulu. Yeah. yeah uh, and this, it's, it was a musical. The story was great, but the score was so bad. Uh, the songs were terrible. Um, but, I mean, the story itself, I mean, it would have probably worked a lot better just to play instead of trying to put songs into it because it was just, the store was just a mess. And I just wonder, like, how did they get through all the workshops and be like, oh, yeah, that sounds fine. Right. <laughs> because it wasn't fine. It was, it was woof, just such a bad, bad score. There was not a single song in it 
that was, you know, pleasant to listen to. Right. It's it sounds a lot like what you're describing, like when you see a movie that's really bad, and you think how many people had to green light this movie, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I watch it, and it's you know lots of people watch it and go, this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. I mean, even in the '80s, with a lot of bad movies out there, I remember watching bad movies in the '80s, going as a as a young person, how did this movie make the light of day? I mean, it's how Hot Dog the movie gets made, and then followed by Hamburger the movie. <laughs> it's, I mean, we were really desperate for content, but still not that desperate. What about you? Seventeen seventy six. Oh. <clears throat> I know people love it. The music's pretty. You can't pay me to watch that musical. It's so long and so boring. Well, if you've done what Brian did, you see the first 25 minutes. And you've seen the whole best part of the show. <laughs> yeah, I, I made an hour. I like, <laughs> can't do it. That's plenty. I won't do it. Is is when, again, Theater Memphis did it. It I was a very lovely production. I have no doubt that it was incredible. But and yeah, I saw an hour and I was like, I'm good. I just don't want, I just don't care. I don't want to watch it. I'm really it's... interested to see this new, um, the remount that they're working on in New York because they're actually divvying up the roles to like non-gender specific. Um, there's like a lot of non-binary actors, a lot of different <laughs> actors of color in it. And it's. No, kind just, of making, it, just making it vastly take. shorter is a yeah. great step. In shorter is lovely. Yes. I mean, I didn't know they would do that. Yeah, it looks kind of cool. Um, It's like they're trying to rip Hamilton off. Because truthfully, I just don't want to watch three hours of like 20 white dudes singing about, you know, anything. Between three hours and three and a half hours. They don't like sing the first hour. Oh, yeah. You forget it's a musical and then they start singing. Oh, "Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's there's like three songs in the first 20 minutes and then... Just not you don't for hear me. music again. I mean, having that that was being that that was the last show I was in a year and a half ago now uh, feels like eons ago with COVID mm. in between. But you know, I I really and I've discussed this with one of my fellow actors in that performance who is amazing at everything he does and is a friend of the podcast, Kevin Maffitt, um, <clears throat> who played a pretty incendiary character even for that show. With, as you say, a bunch of white dudes on stage. But yeah. <laughs> he was the, clearly one of the racist white dudes. Um, what? Our founding fathers were racist? Right. What? No way. Get out of here. So we really enjoyed being in the production. I won't speak for him, but I'll say I've told him I really enjoyed being in the production. It was really cool. It was very fulfilling. It was a long show. And I wasn't even on stage half the time mm. in my character as Richard Henry Lee. I really loved my character. I loved doing the show. But like I said, it was just really long. Yes, it was comparatively pretty, you know, kind of tone deaf. Yeah. And to her credit, our director really tried to add things where she could to make it, I think, more sensitive. But there's only so much you can do with that script. And she is just the best at taking a turd and shining it into a gem. God knows that production of Young Frankenstein we did. That script is so bad. And she made such an incredible show out of it. Yeah. So, I mean, She's the one you want for that. Yeah. There's only so much you can do with it. I mean, she did a lot with it, but it was, it's still, like I said, it's just long and it's, 
it's drawn out and yeah for a musical Mm-mm. i i she'd probably get mad at me for not remembering but i think there's only nine songs in the whole show yikes <clears throat> no thank you so because there's seven scenes and the third scene is an hour and change long yeah nope bad so it's <laughs> yeah you start out with uh, you know a great 90 second monologue by john adams then you fire into, you know, sit down, John, and you think, okay, this is going to be a rousing musical. And a couple songs later, it's okay. We're sitting here arguing. So, which is more like probably what Congress is really like. Yeah. yeah. And John Adams' character alludes to it, which is funny. I did. Uh, so DFT did this show as well. Really? Years ago. Yeah. Oh. Um, Interesting. And my understanding, uh, and I don't remember who. Who cast the decisive vote at the very end of the show? Uh, but one night they voted wrong. <laughs> so for that audience, the Declaration of Independence was not signed. <laughs> yeah, amazing. and we're still British serfs. It's <laughs> Judge, I want to say Wilson from Pennsylvania. That's awesome. Because Ben Franklin and uh, I, yeah, I can't remember. Ben Franklin and somebody else cross votes, and then. The guy who's supposedly with the other guy, uh, who is very, you know, I'm not voting for this, uh, is, you know, he breaks with him, and it's it's a dramatic scene that, you know, takes much longer than it should to get through on stage at least. So, but yeah, so that's a good one. What's so what? What's a musical that is like your, a lot like not everybody thinks it's great, but you think. I don't care. I think it's awesome. Mm. Like a big one. Because I'll say, for me, I, I've of all the people I've asked about this, um, people have mixed feelings about Jekyll and Hyde. Mm. I love Jekyll and Hyde. Like Not it. because it's a great script. It's an okay script. I love a lot of the music in it. Yeah, it's got pretty music. But I've heard mixed feelings on it. I <laughs> think Carrie is a gem. Which it and got it panned had, by a lot of people. Oh man, it had a rough start. And then it got its little cult following. But I love that scrappy little show so much. I'll watch it over and over and over. And the music, it, all bops. So many. What about you, Brian? Um, mean Girls. It's a... It's a delightful musical. I, saying, I don't think that's an unpopular opinion, though. <laughs> but I, mean, I, I always think, as far as critically, people are like, oh, this is garbage. But I mean, it's it's just Maybe. a fun. I, I just, in general, I tend to like fun shows, and yeah. I think that's just a, it's a fun, pleasant ex- it's night so at the good. theater, and you don't have to think, and you don't have to worry about, you know, what's the am I missing the overall message, and right. why why should I feel terrible about myself and how I was raised tonight? Uh, you can just sit back and enjoy that one. So. <laughs> right. I love feeling terrible about myself and how I was raised, though. I just do that at home <laughs> as well. Yeah. Everywhere I go, I do that. Um, I was going to say, uh, going back to, for me at least, to throw in my opinion on a show that I hear a lot of people like, and I, it's been produced locally at least in the last couple of years, a couple of times, um, <clears throat> that I, probably because I can't stand the movie either, is Heather's. Oh, um, Interesting. I even when Heather's was out, all my friends thought, "Oh, what an edgy movie! It's so great." 
I I didn't get it. Hmm. I thought you were going to say Mamma Mia for a second, and now I feel like well, I should actually great. change my answer to Mamma Mia, maybe. You can say that one, too. Throw yeah. that in. As a, Man. That's a dinner roll on the side of the I know everybody plate. loves... I just... I don't I'm not ever. a fan of Mamma Mia. Please don't ever make me watch Mamma Mia. Yeah. And I love and support all my friends that are in it, but well, we just don't We were going to do a student production it. of that, weren't we, Brian? <laughs> Mamma Mia Jr. Yeah. Uh, directed know, I, by not me. The uh, <laughs> my my thing with Mamma Mia is I, I just don't like ABBA. So if you don't like ABBA, you don't go for just the story. So it's hard. I mean, if someone made a Firehouse musical, I will, even if the story yeah. was stupid, I would go and enjoy it. It's but I understand I'm a that's a very limited market there. I mean, you and I have a lot of similar interests, so it's uh, we're both you know middle aged white dudes, so it's yeah. that's understandable. Um, Christine is way younger than we are, so way younger. Yeah, way I'm gonna younger. say way younger. And uh, Hispanic, so yeah, yes, she's not. Yeah, she's and not far like better looking than we are. We'll that just say that too. Yeah. So all of the above. See, we're just trying to make you not feel bad about yourself. <laughs> it's impossible anyway. <laughs> Sponsored by <laughs> psychiatric clinics at GCT. <laughs> <laughs> um, so moving on to our another feature this week that I'm I started and I. You know, I'm going to ask you guys uh, for your rapid-fire opinions on a few things. Oh, God. Um, this is called Love It or Flush It. I'm going to try to add sound effects to this. So if you don't hear them, I'm not going to apologize, but I'm going to say, well, they're not there. So I'll have them at some point. Um, so I have five topics to go through. Love It or Flush It. We're getting Start really high-tech this week, aren't we, with sound effects and intro music? Almost, oh, yeah. Almost like a real podcast. Almost. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. When do we get MeUndies to sponsor us? Or the Tushy? I need a bidet. Well, if Platinum Plus was still open in Memphis, <laughs> I would be going to them for a sponsorship, yeah. but they're not. So. Man, they haven't opened in 20 years. Is the Pony still open? Pony's still open. Yeah, I might go to them for a sponsorship. I want a bidet. We have to go to Tushy. You want a, okay. Do you want a bidet in our restroom? I wouldn't trust people with it. Oh, they can't it. flush the toilet. I want it in here. mine. Oh. <laughs> she wants to take it home. She I doesn't see. want it here. Need a free bidet. Yeah. Well, if we buy you a bidet, will you bring the the pool here? Yes. <clears throat> Trade us for the pool? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway. So, <laughs> so, first topic. I'll start with you, Christina, on this one. And you can you both weigh in, but I'll start with you. All right. Love it or flush it. The fan theory that LeFou is the mastermind of Beauty and the Beast. Ooh, love it. Okay, why? Why you not? You think it's true? I just or you love think it. I love conspiracy I thought this theories? was rapid fire. I love it. It is, but you, you know, <laughs> give me like 15, 30 seconds on it. Because I like a grossly weird theory about the dumbest person in a franchise being the smartest. Much like I like... The idea of Jar Jar Binks being oh, the top Sith Lord as a swerve would have made it all worth it. Well, maybe. Uh, no, it bad. wouldn't have. But it was so bad. Who cares? <laughs> at this at this point, burn it all down. How about you, Brian? Flush it, and you can flush that entire Stockholm Syndrome uh, musical down the toilet as well. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Having been in it twice, I can say yes, I'll flush that too. Um, although I have discovered in recent weeks that apparently, and I believe it's in one of the Epcot World Showcase pavilions in France, probably, that they have a show that actually Disney has made that actually acts like that's the truth. <clears throat> so they are pur- purporting, if that's the right word, that theory themselves, in a sense. That it's Stockholm Syndrome? No, 
that LeFou is the oh. mastermind. He's the, the puppet master. Okay. That is the stupidest, and I am obsessed with it. Okay. <laughs> well, I just think of the first time I was in it was Theater Memphis, and Jason Eshoff and another friend of the podcast was LeFou, and I think of him being the mastermind, and I think, okay, I can see that. So. I don't know. It's like claiming the parrot is the mastermind in Aladdin, so I, I'm not down with that. It's not okay. I don't like You're that. not a Zazu guy? No. Okay. No, no, Zazu's, uh, that's, that's, that's Lion King. Okay, I don't know. Iago, I believe. Iago? Yeah. I thought that was the bad guy. No, that's Jafar. Jafar. Okay. Jafar's the bad guy. Well, right. I'm glad I so don't this know isn't that a Disney much about podcast. Disney. Yeah. yeah, I've got a four-year-old <laughs> daughter. So. Here's the next one, and I think you'll like this one, Brian. This is for you first. Yeah. Showgoers slash patrons who leave at intermission. Am I? You loving it or flushing it? Uh, I I I love it as long as I don't ask for refunds. <laughs> Look, I mean, theater is a theater runner. You'd like that question. Theater is, you know, it, it should be enjoyable, and if you're would be happier to leave intermission, by all means, I don't I don't fault you for that. Because well, I mean, we, there's been a couple shows that I have not enjoyed at the point that I'm just like I, I'm 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 good to go. So well, that's fine. I get what you're saying there. I what I guess I should clarify. I mean, I at every theater that I've ever spent time at, uh, I've heard stories of there are season ticket holder types who it doesn't matter how good or bad the show is, they leave at intermission mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. because they're not going to sit here for more than an hour, hour and a half. Regardless of how good the show is, so, that is I, so I like stupid. I like to think that they're just so randy for each other from being at the show that they just they gotta oh go God. home. They Andy just, went they, there. They got up. God, mm. please stop. Maybe yes. I can insert some theater. Uh, theater is an aphrodisiac. Oh my God, behind, I'm going to vomit. And all of <laughs> you, if you want to um, have a similar experience, you need to buy season tickets. And come to the theater so that yes, you too can get laid. So Please can, don't advertise so you can be our shows like, like this. Creative <laughs> partners with us. Yeah. Hint, hint. Next on stage, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, yeah. the radio play, student oh cast. Yeah. Why no? All of my midnight full Monty. So, how about you, showgoers that leave at intermission? Oh my God, flush it, flush it forever. It's so rude. It's just I can't. I First, flush it. I cannot. It's so rude. What is it like? Act two is always shorter. It's like an extra hour of your life. You paid for it. Just sit down and chill out. If you need to go get like an extra glass of wine at intermission, just do it. But what if just the don't... show is so bad? You have been in these shows that oh. have been garbage. I you still punish yourself sat... with more yeah, of it? Man. I have literally only left one show at intermission. What was the show? And I'm not going to say. What? <laughs> was I in it? Was I Probably in it? Arsenic and no. Old Lace. That's okay. the only show we've I been in together. So. Um, no, it's. I won't say. But literally, I have. That means the it was many, local. She many want to hours of terrible theater I've seen. I've left once, and I felt bad about it, honestly. But, um, no. It's How not, long did you beat acceptable. yourself up over it? Not very long. By the time you got home, were I you over I was it? mostly worried because the teacher was there. And okay. One of my professors absolutely so, saw me. <laughs> so we're drilling down to the answer here. But, um, we're baiting the answer out of you? No. Okay, so next topic. Um. Because I think as, you know, we've, again, we've all been in shows and you guys have directed shows. I I hear differing opinions because this has always kind of interested me. I've always heard, I've never done a Shakespeare show or anything like that. But 
people have said Shakespeare shows one of the reasons that some actors love them is because there is almost no stage direction. Hmm. So they are free to be more creative, assuming the director allows that. So shows with very little stage direction. doesn't have to be Shakespeare, but anything like that. Because we know some shows are very specific in what they're looking for. Hmm. Some are not. Do you love it or flush it shows with almost no stage direction? Well, I actually love it because I, first of all, so most of the time when there's a lot of stage direction added into a script, a lot of times it's the stage manager of the original production that writes it in anyway. Um, And a good playwright usually, I mean, like there are exceptions, um, usually will give pretty minimal stage direction because the text should speak for itself. Right. Um, and then, you know, if you have a good director, too, they'll, they'll be able to navigate what's necessary and what's not. But um, you don't need it. You don't need it, no matter what the play is, uh, if you've got it in the right hands. But you? Um, what? what? <laughs> stage directions. <laughs> forgotten in, already. So minimal stage directions. Yes, they're, that's great. Love it or flush it. Uh, love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. Um, I, but I, even if there is like pages and paragraphs of stage directions, I mean, our the great late great late John Roan, I believe in the show that we were in, yes, uh, kept getting on to the actors because they were reading the stage directions. He's like, you don't have to read those. Right. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. We even called Joseph. Kesselring we called Joseph Kesselring to many times verify it was okay. That we'd not follow the stage directions in his script. Yes. So, yeah, I, I mean, uh, a director that's, you know, trying and prepared, the stage directions really shouldn't be a concern. The stage directions on initial read kind of give you an idea of maybe a little bit more insight on what's actually happening for some difficult passages. But it, once you understand what's trying to be accomplished in the scene, yeah, the director should block his characters in a way to convey what is meaning to be. Well, and sarcastically, are, are, you, uh, are you trying to imply that some directors are not as prepared as others? Absolutely, yes. We're talking about love this in comment. playwriting class right now, actually. Really? Overuse of uh, stage We have a playwriting class here at GCT. Tell us we about it. We sure do. We have uh, playwriting classes for ages 8 to 13, and they are the bomb. They're writing original works right now. And I'm going to tell you that some of their scenes are better than scenes I've seen adults write time to time. Mm. So Better than the play you talked about you had to go see in Mississippi, probably? Oh, absolutely. The yes. future is now. Yes. So if you're interested with your 8 to 13-year-old, Yeah, we're going to do a a, another round of this one for sure. It is so much fun. So... That was a good. That was a good segue. We didn't even plant or organic plug there. Be-boo-ba. So here's the next question, and I this is specifically to start with you, Brian. Okay. If the musical version came out of Roadhouse, <laughs> love it or flush it. Oh. Sight unseen. Are you too married to the movie, or would you say have to see it? Yes. I'd have to see it. I, I thought you were asking, would I produce it? Uh, no, no, no. No, I'd have to see it. I would love to see the or show. Or would you say, no, I am not putting that memory no, no, in my no, no, mind. No. no, I would absolutely see it. There's, Yeah, I, I would love to see it. Any any movie that I love that they would do a musical version of, I will see. Um, of course, you know, it, it all depends on the music. So if they tried to do Roadhouse with 
you know, like they did with Hamilton to make it a rap musical, then I probably wouldn't enjoy that. So, well, I think it would probably be a bunch of Jeff Healy style songs. It would have to be mm. to fit the Roadhouse theme. See, yeah, you know, that's that's kind of at least as I age into my my dad bod and my dad mind, um, that's that's kind of I, I see myself being attracted to uh, bluegrass and outlaw country and stuff like that so you know that uh, that roadhouse musical is sounding better and better my, my god friend. hey i i thought of it as an idea and i said why has brian not tried to write this yet <laughs> so okay what if roadhouse was a musical would you go see it no okay but i would probably try to find a bootleg on youtube specifically to see the grossness and how it is staged i just want to see yeah that's it though roadhouse slime tutorial <laughs> actually I, I, there may be a roadhouse the musical it's called uh, phantom of the country opera oh so you're saying we should produce that no 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 <laughs> let, let us not only if christina agrees to direct no. and star no well, then i guess God. we're not doing it star vehicle I absolutely know. Final one, starting with you. Mm. Love it or flush it. The fact that only two months out of the year we can get Count Chocula. Flush, 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 flush. Brian? You're going to hit that. that, hit that uh, Are you just going to stop at that? Are you going to hit that? Is that yeah. what you're going to say? Yeah. We'll flush, flush, flush. I mean, I assume you're going to have to hit the sound effect every time she says yeah, flush. Yeah, I might, I might have to. <sighs> If I can get it in there, it will be a continuous... It'll be one of those 30-second I tried to make it kind of sound like like onomatopoeia-ish. Make like a flush, flush, flush sound. Flush, flush, flush. I will flush it only because I know you guys love it so much. I will much. flip I, this desk over if you say I, otherwise. I, I do like the two of you. And, um, yeah, um, I, I could care less about Count Chocula, but since you guys love it, I support with the things that you love. Good answer. Yes. It's very, very within reason. within reason. That's why you're running the no. theater. So, okay. So we'll have more love it and flush it. Love it or flush it next time. I guess you could do both if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, it's like, yeah, I, I loved, you know, my pet goldfish, but I flushed it when it died. Oh. Um, so let's move on to some crazy theater stories or the crazy theater story of the week. Courtesy of a website called notalwaysright.com. This one is called I Am Pissing Sarcasm. Mm. From, uh, it says, from Stupid Theater USA. Tight. So, I work in an old restored theater which has been turned into a multi-level concert and entertainment complex. Mm. One of my jobs is to stand and direct people to various venue events, concessions, or restrooms. I wear a distinct uniform and ID badge. One evening I'm directing hall traffic standing directly beneath the sign for the restrooms. The sign is made of brass letters approximately one foot tall by eight foot long. And the doors to the men's and women's are directly under it. Patron comes up and says, do you work here? Yes, ma'am. Can I help you? The uniform didn't give it away, question mark. Patron, do you have restrooms? I say, yes, ma'am, we do. In parentheses, you are looking right at the the darn sign and the doors. Patron, do you know where they are? Me, I say, oh gosh, I've only worked here a couple of years and I've yet to find them. I just used the bushes out at the side of the building. Patron, long pause. 
Okay, so which door do I go out of? <sighs> dot, dot, dot. There's always one. So I, gotta, yeah. I have to say, as, as a person that runs a the theater, I would fire <laughs> that person on the spot. <laughs> because it doesn't well, matter if they're I a patron. Shouldn't, I shouldn't house manage anymore. Yeah, they're a patron. Uh, you should absolutely. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. You can say whatever you want in your head, but uh, you better be uh, as polite and nice to the patrons as you possibly you gotta can. got to be nice to the stupid idiot. That's a good underhanded way to say it in there. So, moving on to another new feature that we have. And I'm going to pause here. Insert music. Brian's wild and zany dad joke of the day. So, or jokes, depending on how many how, how many it'll take before Christina stabs him in the eye with her straw out of her cup. There will be just one dad joke today. Okay, one dad joke. Take it away, Brian. We're going to do it every week. I'll try to insert some uh, rim shot here, too. There's no. Let the music carry the segment. <laughs> What's Whitney Houston's favorite type of coordination? And I. I... <laughs> Thank you. This has been Dad Jokes. <sighs> wow. Christina looks like she's trying to do a Vulcan mind meld on herself so that she can throw that memory out somewhere on the street and run it over. Uh, what do you, what's your thoughts on that joke? I don't know if maybe it's just the confidence with which you tell the dad jokes that makes me want to throw myself in front of a bus. <laughs> that well, I'm doing it absolutely right. Okay, okay. One more. One uh, more. Uh-oh. Oh, bonus, no. bonus edition. What does a nosy pepper do? I refuse it, to respond. It gets jalapeno business. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Tune in next week for more dad jokes with oh, Brian goodness. Everson. What do you think of that feature, Christina? <laughs> Love it or flush like it. A single tear <laughs> is trying to escape my right eye. Christina, t- tell us, tell the audience though why I'm now into dad jokes. Who do we have to thank? The universe hates us. Uh, no, no, no. I don't know why. Why am I now into dad jokes? Because what? What happened here at the theater that I'm now into them? We told him about Instagram. <laughs> we told Dad about Instagram, and now everything is terrible. Don't Everything is awful. Let your parents, real or false, have social That's media, right. children. It's great. Oh, I'm glad I gave it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's for the it, best. They kept uh, pushing me and pushing me into this they, dad role. They. Okay. Yes. Uh, Christina and Leah kept pushing. Oh, you're dead. You're dead. You blah blah blah. So okay, fine. And so um, yeah. Now so I have, I have fully dad. embraced my dadness. It's true. He wore sweatpants the Sounds other like day. Sounds like a progressive insurance commercial. Yeah, yeah. Going here. Again, I wore sweatpants because I had to drive seven hours and didn't feel like wearing jeans. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. they also made fun of my tennis shoes. So this weekend, <laughs> I immediately went out and bought new tennis shoes. <laughs> oh no, we didn't mean to bully you. I mean, I don't yeah. wear sweatpants, but I wear like you know workout shorts and a t-shirt when I drive long distances. I'm not going to drive in like khakis and. Well, yeah. Trousers and, and normally I would, but I had to. I was stopping to work first. And I wanted something with pockets. 
because I put my keys and stuff in, but no. <laughs> I don't drive see, in my blinkers. Did you see our boss? He's wearing these awful tennis shoes. Should we get you one of those phone, phone clips for your uh, pants so you can clip your phone yeah, to please. that? How about a fanny pack? Get him that. Yeah. Can you walk around with that on? I love a good fanny pack. I think he'd look funny with a fanny pack. I so. also think that. So... New idea. I would right ask, along with the Roadhouse musical. You know, I sure, I'd look stupid with the fanny pack, and that's what we all want. But, um, yeah, I, would, I mean, I wouldn't do that. So, uh, you can I buy bet me, if I found the right fanny pack, you, you would. You buy, please, waste your money on fanny packs. Uh, and I will accepted. just, I will take them and be like, uh, I, I don't know, make a flag out of them and put them behind your desk or something. I don't know. Rachel, be warned. The fanny yeah. pack is coming. Yeah. He's gonna come on with one on one day. So Instagram, though, I mean, again, they've they've they <laughs> changing the subject my here. eyes to Instagram, and so here's an interesting thing about 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 the gram. Is that how the kids do it? The, the gram. Explain Instagram, the one of the most popular social media platforms to our so, no, 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 one no. audience member. <laughs> Help me, please. Instagram is a place where you put dank memes and I've cat, heard of dank cat photos. And dad jokes, and that's what I use it for. So, uh, so my wife is much more versed in the Instagram than I am, because she's way younger than you. She's way younger than me. I did well, and she's real cool. Uh, yeah, but here's the thing, though. So, she she found out I was on Instagram, and so then she then followed me on Instagram. I followed her back, and I thought it was a little weird. It was gentlemanly. It's a little weird. Uh, because the photo on her Instagram is the photo that was on her Facebook when we met, like, a decade ago. And then, like, she never posts on the Instagram. It's just a bunch of old pictures. That's not true. She posts all the time. And then I found out that she has a second Instagram account. Told you. Which she does not, did not follow me with. infidel account. That she actually uses. And which I then found a bunch of pictures of her in bathing suits and lingerie. And I'm wondering why uh, that wasn't the one that followed me. So explain that to me, uh, audience. We have derailed. Wow. Yeah. This podcast took a turn to the so, dark. So what is what's Damn. going on? Should I, mean, I count is, that you as your closing me. rant? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm new to the gram. So I mean, <laughs> what does that mean in gram gram news? I don't know, man. Young young teenage woman. I don't think uh, that. Is, this closing rant Instagram was brought to you by Jimmy all. the Cock of, you know, Bluff City Law fame. <laughs> we have Jimmy the Cock in the office here, and that closing rant was brought to you by Jimmy the Cock. Yeah. All right, do you have any more to say on that? No, I was About just curious Graham? if there's uh, any insight into why I get followed by the, the loser account and not the good one. <laughs> <laughs> I told you there's two accounts. As soon as you started to go down that path, I said, "Because there's another account." Yeah, I mean, is it normal? Do you? How many? You're, you're on the gram. Do you have how many accounts do you have? I have one. Okay. And then our Riverdale school account that I never use. Okay. So one. I guess you could say I, I kind of have two, I think but I canceled mine. But uh, a lot of people. Robin have, runs the other one for the theater. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. have multiple Instagrams if they do stuff like modeling work. Photography, stuff like that. And well, it I mean, like, like she's Rachel. Been modeling on one of them. Yeah. Well, Rachel. She's definitely been not yeah. Them, so. And she's always I just like. just wasn't invited to that. Auditioning and self taping. Maybe she just didn't want any of your shenanigans near her trying to book jobs. 
Maybe. Maybe she got worried Maybe my about dad jokes associating. Would keep her from getting a job. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, listen, I'm really trying to land this film gig, but I mean, uh But I mean it's not like Facebook. You can't like post something to someone else's Instagram account, right? You can tag people. Oh you can tag Why them. am I telling you this? Oh yeah. no, I can tag you on all the dad jokes. Why yeah. No, that would spoil the fun when I get to see you. I don't want you. You're to, setting yourself up for all this. I don't want you That's to read I them have. before I tell them to you. So yeah, you don't right. have to worry about me tagging you ever. Silence. Yeah. Sorry. At some point, we'll, we'll put see. his Netflix clip from Uncorked up. Ooh. Uh, and that'll also make Rachel mad too, <laughs> since she worked about double the hours he did, and he got lines. So. Double. No, Amazing. Like four times. Then she oh, she went. Two days, I think, for twelve hours each day, and I was there four hours. Yeah, total. I would I would relate that in terms of like an Avenue Coffee video <laughs> that there was certain people who weren't worked it but didn't weren't in it. But that's, they were credited. Like, <laughs> they were credited. That's the important thing. <laughs> that's kind of like what credit. Rachel was in on court. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. That's Whereas Brian was jogging. Through some Midtown Avenue uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. in the daytime. Yeah, it's something like that. Man. Anyway, what's your closing rant for the day? I gave him credit for it. That's... Well, that wasn't my rant for the day. Oh, you have another one? No, I was just asking about Instagram. I'll let her... You went on about I think that should gram. be a new segment. Dads need tech advice. That should be a segment. I can't even find theme music Do we need another it. podcast for that? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Well, let's let's let her have a turn at the mic yeah, for a yeah. second. I'm sorry. What's I'm, your closing rant? I'm monopolizing by Jimmy the, the mic. Cock? I just don't even know what to say anymore. I regret everything. Okay. And um, just you know, don't ever introduce your parents to the social media if they don't know what it is already. Um, and registered vote, please. That's it. Okay. Good. Succinct. Please vote. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, what's your other closing rant of the day? Because clearly you had some content ready to go that was not on Instagram. No, no. I mean, Instagram's, that's all right. Instagram's. Fine. Should we put you on a Snapchat account so you can send Snapchats to no, Christina I, I, and stuff? You can get TikTok before TikTok's banned. Oh, no. It's coming. Oh. Yeah. I downloaded it the other day just in case. I get that I was, either. I was totally fine with them banning it because the little I've seen of TikTok, it just seems like people doing dances. I, I don't. That's understand. part of TikTok, yes. It's like, come to a dance class instead of dancing for your phone. You know, express your art in a forum besides your phone. I think we're too attached to our phones, and that's my rant for the day. There is a uh, wonderful documentary on Netflix right now. Uh, it's about. The, oh no! The dangers of social media, and how. I think I know where she's going, but go ahead. But it's it's seriously the people that used to work at Facebook and Instagram. All these people sit down and tell you exactly how you're being manipulated and how they are addicting you to social media with the likes and suggestions, and it is terrifying. Particularly as a parent of uh, you know a nine, four, and soon to be one year old that these kids are going to be so addicted in their worldview of themselves physically and their relationships is going to be um, basically told to them by an algorithm. And um, I think so often we just need to you know, put our phones down 
and actually interact with each other in person and not worry about people liking what we're doing or uh, needing to be, you know, put a smiley face after a comment and stuff like that. I think talk to your friends in person as much as you can. Call them on the phone as much as I hate talking on the phone. But get it off the social media and live in the real world a little, a little bit instead of on a network. And that's my rant for the day. Um, that's a good rant because in all seriousness, two things I would add is having children of my own. It's like I see enough adults who are my age and even older who are addicted to social media. So I can't even imagine what it would be like for, you know, any child or teenager or even someone in their 20s to that's what they've grown up with as a formative piece of life and the feeling that they can't live without it. The, the name of the documentary is The Social Dilemma. And so I would just recommend people watch it and see how they are getting into your brain and trying to hook you and basically addict you to their networks. Yep. The other thing I would add is uh, it's serious, but I'll say it in a funny, uh, at least I think it's a funny way, is what you described as, you know, getting off of your phone and actually talking to people and not caring what people think. That's pretty much what we're doing right now. Right here. Sure, because no one's going to listen to The three of us are sitting here talking, and we don't really care what people think of what we said, other than us. Never have, never will. Yeah, exactly. So what were you you laughing about? I'm curious. We were talking about the social dilemma the other day, and I was getting really tickled about it because it's it's just stuff that I feel like. Oh, most of uh, most of us talk about already, and I think it's really funny that old Zuckerberg was like not available for comment and won't participate oh, in any of the apology. Yeah, it seems like a very hilarious, like a uh, half-ass way to apologize for social media without really apologizing for it. Yeah, cashing in with that doc, but you know, oh yeah, he keep cashing. Them it's checks. all a dumpster fire. Yes. My- my point. I mean, George Carlin, even in 2008, his last comedy special said, you know, in 20, 30 years, the world will be a big steaming ball of shit. So. And it is. We're we're getting there quickly. Didn't take 20 years. Yeah. Nah, baby. (laughs) Right. Took 12. Yeah. So. Rest in peace, Georgie. So. uh, Anyway. Okay. Well, that'll wrap for this this, uh, podcast. We may tape another this week. If we feel like it, because we enjoy doing this, even if you're not listening. So, but if you do listen, please give us a like, give us comments, and uh, as Christina said, we have plenty of educational classes and opportunities here for your chillins, and uh, we also do have shows coming up at some point. So, please check the website at gctcomplay.org. And also, don't forget, there's a whole South Park episode about what happens when you bring your lady to the theater. So look it up. That oh my is true. god! Oh my god! That's a great yeah. reason to get your tickets now for our upcoming season. I do not and condone if, this if advertising campaign. The student production of Miracle on Thirty Fourth Radio, and that's your thought. The South Park you episode. You should absolutely not be thinking of that for that. You should re-examine your life. Please don't ever talk to me about that. As much as I think happens. that's funny, it's you should really re-examine your life. <laughs> Holy Lord! Right. Okay, so great note to end on. Thanks, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Peace.